The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to get to right to our topic here so that we can cover as much as we can in a short amount of time that we have. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can check us out. If you want to watch the video portion of the show, go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can see the faces made for radio and a couple that aren't. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be with us jo- shortly here. Uh, you can also watch the live video feed on Twitter at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. My Periscope account is tied to that, Setting Brush Fires. We're also on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Now we're not broadcasting there today because of the nature that we get kicked off every time we bring Miss Kate on, <laughs> and we don't want her. We don't want. Uh, we don't want to jeopardize that until our lawyers do their thing. They've sent a letter in this week um, to deal with some of this stuff. So we're over on setting brush fires again. This is kind of the backup when we have something like that go on. But we are out on all the other other platforms, and we want to get Kate's story out. We just don't want them pulling it down like two hours after we put it up. So we're, we're wanting to we're wanting to keep it out there before it's news.com always there uh, wherever you are. If we're not on one of the platforms for whatever reason, you can go there. We're there every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time and Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Then Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday. We also have DLive.tv, the Sons of Liberty there. And then Spreely Gab, Me, We Minds, and USA.life is where you can also catch us at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And if you're on the radio, you want to give us a call and you want to interact with us, we'd love to have your call. The number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You can call in and be a part of the show. We'd appreciate your comment or your input in that. Now, with that said, this morning we have... uh, a couple of guests. We don't just have Kate. I know a lot of you people turn in for Kate, but we've got Mark Steele back with us, and good morning to you both. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Yeah. Now, we. this is going to be a little different for me. Uh, I think we've had you guys on before together, and this Zoom thing and my stream and all is just one of those things that begin to mess with me. But Kate, this past Monday, uh, you told us last Saturday you were going back uh, before this, this nursing board deal, and... Mark has been uh, your compatriot in that. He's been going um, with you to those. And uh, I've been quite a bit uh, humored 
because of the fact that uh, you have a great Mark Steele impersonation. And uh, <laughs> Mark doesn't know that, but but yeah. Now you've told him. <laughs> well, let me let me bring you you guys up uh, here on things because I didn't want to do it without both of you being on because I know I'd just be in trouble there. Um, okay, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, and you can use some of you can show Mark your your impersonation, which is hilarious. Um, I'm but, gonna kill you for <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm totally teasing. So you guys went you went in for round two with the nursing board. There, they've called you in about your claims uh, where you cited the scientific documentations over five G. Uh, they've called you in your claims about what you teach about nutrition. They've called you in your in your, about your claims about what you've said about COVID nineteen and coronavirus. And how did that go? And vaccines as well. Um, well, it didn't go very well. Uh, actually, I just want to say, I, I don't do an impersonation of Mark. What I do is when I'm relaying Mark's sentences, I do his accent because it just carries much more me. That's, that's um, what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when, when we went in, and uh, the point is, it's, it's an interim hearing, and there's all of this, um, this argument's been put together, and what I actually, to be fair to myself, I hadn't really realised, I've just been really studying up on the NMC. And a lot of what's been presented before them is, is ridiculous. It's, first of all, it's, there's, uh, it's people complaining and, and they've been anonymous, so that means it doesn't count. And then everything that they've stated that I'm doing, I am doing it, but I can evidence-based and back it up. And then there's a group of people that I know that have been there, and it's, it's actually the most ridiculous argument. I mean, one of the things that someone had put forward was that I'd said that the flu vaccine is poison. Well, it is because it contains mercury and aluminium. And if you look that up for, to the human body, they're poisonous, they're toxic. So <laughs> it's ridiculous. So we went in there, but we wanted to discover, well, Mark did it, about the actual panel and whether they had bias. And indeed, they do. <laughs> And we, uh, Mark uncovered that, and then, and then they wouldn't. We went in first of all, and we the the judge had been changed, um, and I wasn't told till five minutes after the end of working day on on a Friday, so that I didn't have any time to go back and say we don't accept that, as it was the Monday morning. And then we spent a good fifty minutes, I think it was Mark. We asked them when the new barrister was told, and she wouldn't answer. And then eventually, after about forty five minutes, they tripped up and said when they were. So it's, it is actually like a circus show. It's bizarre. But Mark's been told off so many times now and they mute him. They mute him so I can't hear him talking. They gag him. Um, and, and we have a barrister on there for the NMC who um, is uh, twice. He's had to be told by a judge that he was wrong about the law. Mark told him he was wrong. Then the judge said, actually, you are wrong. So there's a, and then I, I had a meeting with them, the two barristers, the one that was bringing the case and the barrister that was meant to be overseeing it and impartial, but she was also paid by the NMC. So that's a yes, bit of a dive. Just me. Okay. Can All right. Me? Yeah, I can hear you fine, but your volume's uh, really low. That's all it is. I've got me the speaker at this side says it's not working, but it looks as if it's working to me. Yep, you're working. You're working great. And in fact, we've got somebody in the chat that wants to know, Mark. I know you went over on basically. I think it's the Russian Facebook or something. They're saying you've been kicked off all the platforms they know you on. You want to tell people real quick where they can find you? <laughs> <laughs> you're a popular uh, guy. 
I've just opened an account on Parler. Uh, so I've got an account on Telegram, Parler, Gab and Mind. So they're the main, they're the main ones uh, which I can use. I was kicked off uh, Facebook. I had a backup Facebook, the Facebook page. That went down in three days. Uh, and I was taken, t- taken off VK. And they also took me off um, Twitter. So I've lost the YouTube. The YouTube account's really important. It's a political movement. This is a crime. And obviously we support a lot of the things that, uh, you know, some of the information that's been put out by the President of the United States in relation to some of the treatments, etc. And obviously we spread that information. So we're quite supportive of some of the information he puts out. That should be investigated by the FBI because obviously we, the platform I have, I speak to people right across the world in relation to 5G, this pandemic, this virus, and some of the issues that we have consequently shutting that truth down on these platforms as has been identified by the President of the United States, the way they're trying to control the media output and the narrative to force this genocidal agenda, because that's absolutely what it is. We have the prima facie evidence now to show that there was, as a matter of fact, the 5G switch on in China which collaborated with the nanoparticulates, the metal contamination in the vaccines that caused this mass genocide. So it was a test in Wuhan. It was a genocidal test. And obviously we've got the evidence of how many people died. All of the people who around the world that have been attacked by this 5G weapon system, all of the countries where we've seen mass numbers of people who succumbed to this sickness, there's obviously the symptoms, the pneumonia type symptoms, the you know the, the flu type issues, the coagulation of the blood are all symptomatic of radiation poisoning. If I then inject somebody with a contaminated vaccination with these metal particulate inexplicable contaminants, tungsten in particular, I mean, what they got tungsten in a vaccine for? Well, I'll tell you why, because that will hasten your death. It allows the microwave radiation, so it lights up a body like an antenna. So instead of where these radiation signals obviously do quite a bit of damage, but pass mainly through a body, these would actually cause the body to become an antenna. You get the reflection internally, whether it be in the lung, in the uh, you know, whether it be in the in, in the brain, because some of these nanoparticulates can pass across the blood-brain barrier. And that's what we saw in China, where people were walking along and actually being shot with a direct, they're being target acquired with the radar and then being shot with a direct energy signal. And obviously the vaccination makes it a lot more toxic to so they don't have to use as much energy to do the kill. So that's what 5G is. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. And that taking down all of the media, the YouTube channel, the Facebook pages. Anybody that links this COVID-19 or what we're going to call a corona, corona is the electrical discharge from a 5G mast, just as a matter of fact. So I think somebody somewhere is just playing games with the whole world's population of very, very dim, easily deceived people. If you're not easily deceived and you do a modicum of research, you will see what I'm saying is a matter of fact correct. In fact, so much so, we've just designed a genocide indictable uh, letter 
that can be sent to all and sundry, anybody covering up genocide, whether it be reporters in the mainstream media, in particular politicians, anybody stating that this virus has got nothing to do with electromagnetic radiation pollution is incorrect. It is false. It is dangerous information that's been put out and putting this, the population of the West in particular at significant risk. And, and that was one of the things, wasn't it, Mark? That um, what is stated in the in the argument against me is that I've been saying that five. They said I'm a conspiracy theorist about five G, and as we know, the hospitals are full of five G. And all, and and another thing, another nurse had written in who I know and said that I was dangerous because I said that no vaccines. You know what I've said that vaccines aren't safe, which is fact. No vaccines ever been proven safe, ever been proven effective, and the new vaccine, as well as being being contaminated with what Mark's saying. It's also a vaccine like no other, which goes in and changes your actual genetic code. And uh, so what Mark had done was he wrote the document. We actually served all of those on the panel with the document that Mark's talking about, because the, the board of nursing, basically, if they're saying that if they're taking an argument against me when I've said that vaccines aren't safe and that uh, 5G is dangerous, then that means they're complicit. So they've also received the document. And that can be, it can be found, the documents on the Save US Now website. And I say that's quite interesting because Save US, us, the US is us now website. You can get the genocide uh, document there and you can start to use it to send to people who are basically covering up this particular genocidal plot. The urine breach of the ICC, Statute of Rome, this is a crime against humanity of biblical proportions. As I've always said, the change to the damage uh, done to the body from these vaccinations, basically to change what the creator, in fact, what they're trying to do, genetically modify the human race. Gen genet and the reason why they want to cause this GMO race is because then you're not the creators. And if you're not the creators, then the creator's not going to be able to protect you. Because through lack of knowledge, he will turn his back on all of those who have lack of knowledge. So it is imperative for everyone to get the knowledge, get the knowledge and resist this crime against them. Okay, guys, let me let me see if we can uh, we can tie bring some things into into in into line here. Uh, because basically we, this is kind of stuff that we have went over. It's not anything new. Um, you guys have been kicked off of platforms for, for putting it out. Uh, we've had bans for you know bringing that information too. And I think that when you're over the target, so to speak, this is what comes at you. So I agree with many of the people in the chat room. Uh, basically, for Kate, this has been gang stalking for you. Mark, it sounds like the same thing for you uh, in kicking you off of platforms. Let me let me put this in because, Kate, one of the things you talked about, too, was masks. I don't know if you got to watch the video of this journalist. Um, Ziegler was his name. I think it's Jim Ziegler. Uh, and he stood before Ventura County out in California. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, I mean, it's two minutes, so if people haven't heard it, I'm going to play the video here so people on the, on the video side will be able to see it. But you guys on the radio, you'll be able to hear what he tells these people. And he lets them have it in this, in this two minutes or so about the mask. This is something you've talked about. So hang on, everybody. I'm going to give uh, Mr. Ziegler uh, an opportunity Our to speak here. Our next John Ziegler, and then Deborah Baber will be in after 
All right, here he comes. The lady's wiping off the table. After waiting for two hours and now getting two minutes, I'll get right to the point. Uh, this board is pretending that for the last three months, your emperor, Dr. Levin, has not been against a mask declaration. Now, all of a sudden, we're pretending that masks are everything, even forcing speakers to use masks. I would like the board to take a position. Was Dr. Levin wrong for those three months? And if he was this wrong, why has he not been removed? Why has he not been fired for being so catastrophically wrong? Or do you not really believe he was wrong? You're just wearing these masks because it is a signal of your great virtue. Damn! Damn. Because for the last three months, we have not worn them. And Ventura County has done outstandingly well and continues to do outstandingly well because we are not Los Angeles. We are not New York City. We never were going to be any of those things. Ironically, this is one of the few things Dr. Levin was actually right about. He has been wrong about everything. He is the one who told us we would have four to 600 hospitalizations a day. He, he, he revised that to two to 400 a day. We still haven't reached that in one day. We're barely over 200 for the entire ordeal that you guys have put us through. We now are panicked over 51 total hospitalizations in a county with eight hospitals. Can you people do math? Can you please do basic math and understand where we are on this? This is not a crisis. You, however, have created one. You, in an effort to try to prevent all death, when we've had 43 deaths, have now ended all relevant life. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. And this will never be forgotten, ever be forgotten. You will all be held accountable eventually, in this life or the next. You all better hope there is no hell, because when you die, that's where you're going. And guess what? You're not going to be dying of COVID either. Thank you. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> oh, okay. His name was John Ziegler. I'm sorry. I've just had so much going through my mind. Now, Kate, this is one of the things that you've been talking about with mass too. Uh, the, I mean, we see these representatives from all over the world, whether it's a Boris Johnson, President Trump, uh, even even his people. I watched it yesterday. There was some news thing there. And here's Dr. Fauci. He's got his, it's a huge mask that comes up to his eyeballs that looks like cow imprints. I mean, uh, it just drives me crazy. And But but the, the, the representatives everywhere else, you don't see them wearing any of this stuff. Yet, now we have Washington, uh, the governor out there, uh, Governor Inslee, uh, he's made it a misdemeanor crime if you don't wear a mask. Well, I say, Washington, you need to go out in mass without masks. Well, you're giving dangerous information to him. No, I'm not. I'm saying you need to defy the tyrant because he has no authority to, to put you in jail, to extort you for money and fines. For not wearing a mask. This is ridiculous. But this is one of the things that they're coming against you I'm, that, that we talked about before, where you explain to people some of the, the, the consequences that come from them wearing masks if they're healthy. In fact, the World Health Organization said in April it was not a good idea for healthy people to wear a mask because of all these problems. Now in June, they've suddenly switched their change. This is what uh, Ziegler's talking about because that's coming from the top down. And they're saying, oh, everybody needs to be wearing masks. These people don't know what they're talking about. Tell us what, what the board had to say to you about these kinds of things. So far, they've not managed to get through to anything because uh, 
we haven't got past that each time we've come in front of them, they're not being honest <clears throat> or they're deliberately concealing facts. I'm going to let Mark talk about what we discovered in a minute because it's quite interesting. Um, but they, they've said basically, you know, the same thing that I've said. It's a pandemic, scamdemic. It is a pandemic. There is proof of foreknowledge. It is a scamdemic because not only are they printing vaccine bonds, they're printing pandemic bonds. And then actually, if we look at the, NMS, uh, the, the NHS, um, the industry formerly known as healthcare, with an odd rainbow thrown on it, um, you know, they've now got the NHS website and lots and lots of businesses are offering discount for NHS staff. Some of that discount in some places is 50%. This is for people who are doing their job on full pay, full pay, and then there's not much going on in a lot of the hospitals. I've got, I'll talk about that in a minute because I'm interviewing a couple of medical staff who've tipped me off. And, and we've seen all the dance routines very well choreographed. I'm a dancer. I know how long it takes to get that right. And, uh, and they're getting discount, which is disgusting. And on the NHS website, there's actually a, a paragraph that says, if you would like to donate and, and, you know, give the staff discount, you can advertise yourself on this NHS website. Well, that's racketeering right there. So it is a scamdemic. Uh, and then um, as for saying that I'm giving out misinformation, I, I've used always peer-reviewed evidence-based studies. So it's, Every single one of them, I can blow it out of the water. But it does take me back, actually, to looking through the history of, of uh, what is the NMC, the Nursing and Midwifery Council, and who's actually in charge. And if, um, if by being um, on the register, that means that you have to uh, not put patient safety first, lie to be in line with the lying narrative. And let me just give you an example of the lying liars of lies, because the BBC are at it again. And we know that that's just a channel that spews garbage. Um, they actually stated last week that there was 100,000 people had been tracked uh, with COVID-19 and now were being told to self-isolate using this tracking system. And only two days prior to that information coming out of the idiot's lantern in the corner of everyone's living room, uh, you know, no one else should believe anything else other than that. I had a nurse come to me and, and I've validated it. She's a nurse, registered nurse. She's working on this track and trace system. And she actually said that every day for the last month, she's gone to work, logged on, and not one single track and trace, not one, not one, which would mean then, therefore, that the BBC must have evidence that 100,000 people were all tracked in one day. Liars. And, so, did, um, and didn't do anything about it. Let's let's add that they didn't do anything about it. Um, Mark, let me let me jump over here to Mark for a second. Mark, um, one of the things that um, that you've been involved with is going into these hearings with Kate. And from what I understand, they were supposed to last about an hour, hour and a half. Now there's been two of them. <laughs> she said they're lasting all day because she's putting their peop these people on their heels because they don't know how to respond. You guys are given information, uh, exposing their conflicts of interest. Uh, with 5G companies, with uh, uh, I'm not sure of the other vaccine manufacturers, things of that nature. And, you know, the Bible tells us that the, the matter is confirmed by two or three witnesses. So that's why we asked you to come on. Give us your perspective of, of what they're doing to Kate in that in that hearing room there with the judge. Uh, well, what actually happened when when we first uh, entered the first part of the, the first day of the hearing, it started and obviously my first um 
point to be put to them was if there was any any reason why the panel uh, would require to recuse themselves from the case if they had any uh, connections with you know vaccine companies any relationship with telecommunications 5g etc etc and their barrister the nmc's barrister said it wasn't relevant it didn't have to be that wasn't for the chair they didn't have to uh, respond to that however this uh, chap jones who was the assessor the judge over the case literally <clears throat> he said as a matter of fact it is law and it is a very serious issue we'll have to ask the panel if they do as a matter of fact so he basically slapped down their barrister, which I did as well, by the way, and they didn't like it at all. I said to him, well, you, you obviously don't understand the law in that. But this was this showed the type of uh, this hearing is a, is a bit of a, um, you know, you could see it from the get go that it was going to start trying to be, as we know, some type of kangaroo court. So obviously we asked that particular question. Uh, obviously we went, went through the day. Uh, they a bit of panic in relation to that. They went away, they had a secret meeting, came back and basically said that they didn't have any connections at all with either telecommunications, 5G, etc., etc. So then, you know, we got into some other legal arguments and basically the day sort of dragged on a little bit. And it was basically because what we're just trying to lay the ground rules. We hadn't been given the skeleton argument for the case it's something that happens on a number of occasions where you go to a case in the morning they don't produce a skeleton argument i've been involved in a few cases where that doesn't happen and a judge if he's not fair can go ahead with the case without that skeleton argument so you've actually so you're basically just going off it um using as an aid memoir so you haven't had a chance to review it and jones the judge in this hearing the fact that we hadn't been given the skeleton argument, we had a break for the day and he gave us a few hours to read it. And I could see the NMC barrister who hadn't sent it out, I believe, deliberately. It's a deliberate ploy. It happens on a number of occasions. And if you get a dodgy judge, he may just go ahead without you being able to read or digest the skeleton argument, which puts you at a major disadvantage. But this Jones chap, obviously a very straight chap, upholding the law by the way he's only doing his job and upholding the law and he said we must have uh time to actually re review this uh document so consequently we got we got shut down again so the day dragged on and then we're finished for the night obviously things uh, didn't go down very well one of the the chair was seemed very very as if she had some type of animus towards kate kate made a mention of something and the the woman threw her arms back and, you know, pulled her face. I mean, absolutely unprofessional. Say, Mark, did you notice in the latest letter, the barrister for the NMC stated that that didn't happen? It didn't happen. Oh, well, that's quite interesting because there may be a video recording of that happening then. So that's going to be quite interesting. So making false statements in the courts is possibly a reason for him to be struck off as a barrister. They've got professional bodies. Uh, he can't lie, and obviously, if he said that, I will need to have a look at that, and we'll review we'll review that for the next uh, for the next uh, round. But then, what happened? We then broke for the day. We ran out of time. It was basically the NMC who incorrectly tried to run this uh, kangaroo court. Didn't get away with it because the assessor, the judge over the case, obviously, he was upholding the law. 
And this didn't go down very well at all with them. So anyway, as we come to the next day, well, Jones himself stated in the case that we would reconvene when it everybody's, uh, you know, when everybody was ready. So anyway, the next, we'll, we'll get another date. We'll, we'll turn up at the date uh, on this uh, video conference uh, case and they've removed the judge. So that's unbelievable. And their excuse was that their excuse was that he couldn't make it and they've, they've replaced him with somebody else. So I actually asked this new judge, this barrister, asked her when, when she'd been given the brief. When she'd actually been given the brief of the case. And she wouldn't answer. She said she could, wouldn't know because our clerk had organised it. I says, well, when, when have you reviewed the, the, the case? She didn't know that either. And then she then admitted that she hadn't even had the documents from the previous, uh, the previous uh, day's hearing. Uh, but she said to Kate, well, I'm a very quick reader. So then they had to break. So she had, actually hadn't had the, uh, I don't even believe that they had them done, by the way, because you would have to actually type the whole thing up. So anyway, she said that, um, she said that uh, she didn't, we couldn't remember. So that was pretty, so she's got a really good memory and can read pretty fast, but she can't remember when she was given the brief. And this, and I basically just burst in on them and said, look, this looks to me like you've removed June specifically to run a kangaroo court because it didn't go your way the last time. Your barrister had to be spoken to on a number of occasions in, in, in his uh, interpretation of the law where he was wrong. I knew he was wrong and I'm not even a barrister. But this Jones had actually had to speak to him about that. So it's looking very much like a kangaroo court. And because Jones had went against them on a number of points... We'll go back in the next day, and lo and behold, they've replaced Jones with another uh, assessor. Unbelievable. Inexplicable. This is absolutely unbelievable. So I made I made that uh, point. They didn't like that. They don't like me speaking, by the way. So they were trying to gag us all the time by switching my microphone off to stop us from speaking. Now, unfortunately, I mean, in a full hearing, there's a Mackenzie two kids. I wouldn't have the right to speak, but she'd be sitting next to me and I can stop at any time, and I can whisper to me, I'm going to have a cop and I'm going to talk. Well, unfortunately, because this is a, uh, a conference call type hearing, I have to speak to be here, Mackenzie. Otherwise, it means that we're going to have to stop the proceedings and we won't be able to proceed uh, correctly. So, unfortunately, it's their, it was their choice to bring this online case against Kate. So consequently, they're going to have to suffer the consequences of that and allow me to speak to kids during the hearing. I mean, it just makes common sense for everything to be fair. They didn't like that at all. They were keep shutting down my mic. Every time I was speaking, they were shutting the mic down, and they were speaking over me. Well, I'm not the sort of person that anybody speak over me. They spoke over Kate <laughs> on a number of occasions. They kept trying to stop her from speaking and speaking over her. And I mean, they were trying to make it look as if it was we that were speaking over them. We're just making a point. We're trying to shut us down. So at the end of the day, the upshot was we want to understand whether the uh, chair and the, and the committee members are going to recuse themselves because in the, in the interim period, we did some background research and lo and behold, these committee members are in it up to their necks. Uh, you, Mark, Mark, can you, 
Uh, here's what I want you to do. You're saying they're ended up to your next. I don't know if, if Kate wants to do that or you want to do it. Either one's fine. But uh, tell us exactly how they're ended up to their next because everybody may say, oh, well, they're just, you know, this is about Kate. And it, no, folks, this is about you. They're trying to expose things for you to protect you. They're just in the bullseye right now. And what do they end up to their next? When you say that about the people who are going after Kate, the people who are who have her before this this judge, what do they end up to their next? Which one of you guys want to take that? Well, I'll take a bit of it, and then I'm going to let Mark do the rest. Um, first of all, um, I, I can't take the credit. Mark did the background research, and it was really interesting because not only was the chair had sat as a governor on a university, sat as a board member on a university that is known for a test university for 5G and has been subsequently a lot of deaths. It's known as the Suicide University. And it's also had some dealings with vaccine testing. And then the other member who was, uh, she said she was working for herself, but the very company was paying her uh, wages, was another organisation that was actually had dealings with the tracing and tracking and also the COVID vaccine. And she denied it, denied it, denied it. And they wouldn't answer when I said it's a yes or no answer. I asked them the question again, they wouldn't answer. Till in the end, I just said it's a yes or no answer, which is it? And um, they both, and the, the second lady actually denied it till I actually showed on camera. I held my phone up and said, is that you? And it was the picture of her saying that she was a senior researcher. And then I forwarded all that information, which uh, Mark and his brother had sent me straight to the barrister, so that she came on and just said, you know, is it bias or perceived bias and illegalese rubbish. Um, and, and now they've come back and said, no, they're not biased. And that the barrister from the NMC has actually said, as I've already said, they, they, she didn't show any bias towards me, the chair. She didn't. She actually went like this. She went, oh. <laughs> I mean, it was so obvious. It was pathetic. It was like a toddler. Uh, it was really unprofessional. And all the way through as well, the barrister was rolling his eyes and getting agitated. And then the, uh, the uh, chair was shaking her head as I was talking. I have to say, the other two women didn't move. They sat sort of like that. I don't think they did. <laughs> now, but, Mark, um, what, you know, Mark will tell you about the actual... It's quite important if you just let Mark tell you about yeah. the organisations and common purpose. Right, Mark, tell, tell us what... Actually- Tell us the stuff that you found, Mark. What, what, what did you find out that, uh, that Kate was able to basically destroy them with? Well, we did, a, we did a precursory background check on the chair and the, and the members. One of the members got a very common name, so it was very difficult to check her out. But what they had actually stated in the first part of the hearing, in the first day of the hearing, that they had no connections at all with 5G or telecommunications or other vaccines, etc. The chair was actually a member, a, a, a board member at Bristol University, which Bristol University was the test bed the test bed for 5G was the first university in the United Kingdom I wrote to that university to complain about the Nuremberg Codes protocol and you can't test technology on children. And it was the first UK um, university to test 5G on a campus. Now, that university since has been now been named as the suicide, the suicide university, Bristol University in the country where we've had dozens of children inexplicably committing suicide on that campus. Now, we know microwave radiation causes neurological disorders. Martin, Professor Martin L. Powell's work identifies the neurological damages caused 
from exposure to this type of microwave radiation. So this was a test center, but it was also, it's a test facility for virus vaccinations and the COVID-19. So she absolutely must have some knowledge of what her university that she was a governor at, right? She must have some knowledge of what they're up to. It's pretty inexplicable. The other and character... They denied, they denied They said they... Oh, she they denied it. They denied it. And the, she knew the, she was on the board for eight years. She didn't know that. The other, um, the other character... She's a lead researcher in an organisation, a very, very uh, strange organisation. I think that they're the sort of common purpose type, medical community type, or, you know, management development type organisation where they get them in a room and basically brainwash them into following a narrative, very much like common purpose. And this particular character, she's a lead researcher. We actually had the pictures of that and she came up with some guff about she wasn't anything like that. But we actually had the evidence from the website which stated she was. Now, if it's if the website was incorrect, then I'm pretty sure she'd been there for long enough to make sure that that had been corrected. I mean, if I'm on a website for somebody that I work for or somebody I'm connected to and they've got me title incorrect, it's the first thing you would make sure that it was correct. Well, she was down as a lead researcher at this uh, at this organisation, they are absolutely implicated in the COVID-19 deployment, the COVID-19 vaccination research, as well as because they fund research into COVID-19, but they're also a part of the track and trace, funding of track and trace for COVID-19. So this what this character was in, in up to our neck in it, and it totally denied in the earlier part of the uh, hearing and said she had no knowledge, no connection with anything to do with this. Well, this is just demonstrably false. And that's why this whole hearing is a kangaroo court to try and discredit Kate from the truth that she's telling about the dangers of the contaminated vaccinations and 5G and the interconnectivity between that and the virus. This pandemic, which we know it was a pandemic because on the World Health Organization's page, in 2019, a COVID-19 test, an experiment. So to test, even President Trump spoke about this when uh, I think it was one of, one of his lot who turned around and said this exercise, and he went, I wish you'd told, <laughs> I wish you'd told it was an exercise. That's an exercise, all right, to commit mass genocide. They have a plan to kill billions and billions of the world's population 230 million alone in America, 55 million in the United Kingdom. It's on the Diego website, Intelligence Diego, a weapons, hardware, systems, intelligence group, have it on their website. It tells you the population of the United Kingdom is going to be less than 15 million by 2025. Well, how do you do that? How do you reduce the US population to under 100 million by 2025? It's 333 million today. How do you do that? Well, what do you I, do is yeah. you use a 5G weapon and pretend it's a virus, use a 5G weapon using contaminated vaccinations and pretend it's a virus. This is genocide. So obviously we, we sent them the genocide letter that's on the website to try and shake them into understanding what's really going on. Yeah, because in the end, they can't run from this either. 
uh, they're going to be in the midst of it too. And just like the useful idiots of the past, once those in power who are bringing this to fruition are done with them, they're going to off them too. And if you can do it secretly, quietly, you don't have to sneak up on somebody with a gun uh, kind of issue. You can utilize it this way. It's the sort of the plausible deniability. And now we're seeing even, uh, you know, the the media putting out the propaganda. I mean, we're in the summer months, for goodness sake, putting out the propaganda that there's a second wave moving of coronavirus. You know, that kind that kind of fell under the radar with all the riots that were going on here. I don't you guys had something, I think, too, going on in the UK at the time when everybody started picking up on what was going on. But the riots kind of took over here. See, it takes a little bit more. It takes a little bit more over in the States to get people to just go along with something. That's why it sort of surprised me that everybody just kind of went along with it right at the first. But it didn't take long for people to figure out, hey, they're pulling the wool over our eyes. Kate, did you have anybody else besides this this main person that Mark's talking about? Were there other people involved in some things, or was it just this main person at the first uh, in things that were conflict of interest? No, it was the two. So there was three, three people on the panel, um, a solicitor, who was the chair, a solicitor, who was the other woman, and then a nurse, who was the third person. And then you have the barrister acting for the NMC. And then there was a judge originally, and then a, uh, and then that was changed to a, a barrister who was supposed to be just overseeing it all. And then there was somebody that was taking notes, um, who was typing it all. But um, they actually said, <laughs> it, it, was, it was quite bizarre because it was said at the onset. It's not about... It's not about finding who said this and who said that or the truth. It's not about truth. It's about the skeleton argument, basically. And, and that was it. They make a decision based on that and I wouldn't have a chance to respond. But then that changed. We were then told that I was allowed to put a case forward and they would have to take it into consideration. And then yesterday I discovered that they've already activated the second part where they've got an investigator who is, one is a lay person and, and another investigator that's a nurse to go over everything. Uh, so it is quite bizarre. But what I will say is... Um, well, shouldn't they have done uh, this before they had the hearing? Shouldn't they have been doing the investigation before the hearing? Well, uh, it's all... I, I have to say, I find it very bizarre. Um, I find it very bizarre, really irregular the way it's done. Um, surely before you bring anything, you would make sure that all the complaints are you've you've corro- you've gone and looked at everything because... Some of them were absolutely outrageous. They were just out and out lies and ridiculous lies. Other ones they'd said, she's telling people to take a dog wormer. And of course, I wasn't at all. I used scientific evidence-based papers about a dog worming tablet. that was A worming tablet had been used and it had had great success with cancer. So of course, as soon as it was successful, this $2 worming tablet, they made it $400. And then a patient had then gone and used the Fembendazole or dog wormer, which is the same drug. You just take more of it um, and had excellent results. And it was a study. So they actually took little bits. Then there was people saying, um, you know, just well, it was just pathetic, really, what was being said. And um, as I went through it, I started laughing at a lot of it. Uh, like, I don't think she's right in the head. Well, so what? Says who? I don't think most of the population are right in the head when they're running around in masks. <laughs> Idiot. Yes. So, um, you know, so, so I find it all really odd, but I went through my code of conduct and, and there's two points one has to remember always. Uh, and Mark always states this and he sticks to it. That's why I like Mark and I have a lot of respect for Mark and I don't care 
nobody's going to shift me on that. By his fruits shall he be known. But um, Mark never deviates from from what he knows is the agenda, and nor do I. He doesn't get pulled off left or right. He just sticks with the agenda and the evidence. And there is evidence, masses of evidence of what 5G does and, and uh, electromagnetic radiation, masses of it. So to, to have a nursing board bring me up in front of them about something that's already been proven to be dangerous, even UNICEF talked about not having electromagnetic radiation in schools and how it affects children when it was 2G. Um, to have a, a nursing board bring me up in front of them for that and for, for vaccines is quite bizarre because you don't have to look very far to find the evidence, which tells me, using the code of conduct, one, we all have a duty as a citizen to protect against genocide. So that's my first and foremost point of why I will continue to talk. This, and I don't care who I'm registered with. The second point is on the nursing and referee code of conduct. I might, no matter what else is going on, my first and foremost duty is the safety of the patient. So that's what I'm doing. So I find it quite bizarre that this governing body would bring me up on, bring me in front of them when, had they have done their research, they would see that everything I was saying is correct. So they've got this new thing now where, because of the COVID-19, whatever that is, it's, it's apparently it's a disease, it's a virus, it's a coronavirus, I and mean, it's got more identities than Tedros, who runs the WHO. And that's another terrorist. But, um, so, it, you know, they, they're, they're bringing me up about, about that. It's, I've I kind of lost my train of thought there. But um, it's quite bizarre for me, which makes me think, really, what is the agenda? Because they are, they are complicit in carrying the narrative. And the barrister had written the skeleton, skeleton argument, which was based on the narrative. It's quite bizarre. And so who, who is actually running the show? What is their agenda? And then I think, I don't know whether I talked last week on the show about the critical frailty score. So in, on April 29th of 2020, doctors and nurses in the UK were given direction from NICE. They're not NICE at all. They're like a big governing body that advises the healthcare system what to do. Um, but if these patients that were critical frailty score of five and up to nine, if they could no longer, I can't remember the exact quote, but fulfill their whatever they had to do. And remember, critical frailty score five is someone that needs help with shopping, help with washing. Well, they can then have their treatment terminated. So that might be fluids, food, drugs, and they wouldn't be for resuscitation. So for me, do not resuscitate is for someone who's literally on their last legs. And that's what it was brought into practice for. Maybe someone who's completely cachectic at the last end stages of cancer. I'm just using that as an example. So to, to give doctors and nurses the directive that they can decide that when someone's over five, that's literally, well, that's giving them a license to kill. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. But now, you've got a governing body bringing me in front of them for pointing out all of this. Who are they working for? And, and and what are they going to be doing? And actually, I read a couple of the things, you know, she's saying that vaccines aren't safe. This is highly dangerous. What an idiot. And then this woman is, I know this woman, she stated, I am a sister. Really? Well, shame on you, missus, because you don't know what's in the vaccines for you to even state it, which just makes me laugh because, well, it's not actually laugh, laugh in the face of the devil, I should say, because if they really knew what was in them, instead of just what they're being told to repeat, 
like like puppets like we saw in that 2012 opening ceremony of the olympics with the nurses dancing and then acting like robots well that's what they are they're just spewing what they're told they're not actually looking into what's really there because if any of them go and look what there is actually in there when they pull up that syringe and go to inject it into a child that's a loaded weapon and you're causing harm so so who am i really registered with who is funding that who is giving them direction and for what agenda and i'm not going to i want to find out because i am actually trying to protect the public well yeah and i i think that's why they have you in the position they're they're trying to get you in i think it's also why god has put you in the position to, to have a voice out there i think uh what was the guy he's in the castle he's had on you john What's the guy's name with the M? John Mappin. That, John that guy. He's had you on there, and he's talked about that you're you're one of the most outspoken voices on this issue in the UK there. I mean, I think that's pretty high praise from a guy who has a show like he has. And, I mean, God's put you in that position to do what, what he's done. He's put you with, with people like Mark who can come in, who is knowledgeable about these kinds of issues. And, uh, you know, Mark, this is kind of interesting, you know, you coming along— and then over here in the States, I don't know how much influence we have in the UK, but I know there are people all over the world who appreciate you both. They're in the chat room this morning, and they're they're saying, we love Mark, and we love Kate. And, and they, they do that every Saturday when we have Kate on because they appreciate the fact that you do do these things. You, you do speak out on them. You do try to bring the documentation. I'm sure John Gregory at NewsGuard would really like to see this since he wrote this horrible piece on my site. Uh, about the coverage of COVID-19 and coronavirus, this guy couldn't even distinguish the difference between a virus and um, a uh, uh, a disease. And he's supposed to be the health editor for NewsGuard people. Uh, he would I, think, be- you know, I just think there's one thing that we all, the lay people, people in medicine, scientists, virologists, politicians, postmen, factory workers, school kids, you have to keep these couple of things in your mind because it kind of puts <laughs> COVID virus. If you go and sit in a restaurant, you're going to get it. It's really dangerous because it hides on the tables, hides on the door handles, hides on the staff. But if you do a draw, actually, I shouldn't say restaurant. Let's use McDonald's again because it's just not even food. Um, if you drive through the drive through and you take food from that place, nope. It's not carried on the takeaway containers. It's not carried on the cups, not carried on the food. If you go to the supermarket, that's really safe. You can fondle all the foods as you go around, pick up all the veg, fondle that, put it on the conveyor belt. The person on the other side of the conveyor belt, they can fondle it all as they put it through. I'm using the word fondle. And uh, you can pack your bag. And then the person who's gone before you and fondled all their food and rolled it down the conveyor belt, nope. Coronavirus is not carried on any of that. It's a really safe place to go. Uh, and actually, I would go as far to say if you really wish to avoid catching coronavirus, you should just go and camp out in Tesco because it's clearly the safest place on earth. Um, or Walmart. However, if you, go, <laughs> if you go to the barbers or you go to the hairdressers and get your roots done, absolutely deadly. And if you go to a nail salon, it's going to kill you. But you can now actually go to the garden centre. Yeah, you can. And you can go and protest all over the world. You can lob statues into the river. You can spray paint them. You can have 
thousands of cops around you as well, all trundling out of their vans, shoulder to shoulder, no mask. No, that coronavirus is not going to get you at all. Nothing, nada, zero. But if you go out with your mate with more than 10 of you, deadly, it's going to kill you. I mean, look, look at what I've just said. Well, yeah. In, and in... you've got these people in the NHS, these, the, the industry formerly known as healthcare, the hospital, because that's what we've seen in New York, because Erin's filmed it, hospital. So what you see is you've got these people pushing the agenda who are supposed to be educated. I use that term loosely educated in the J.D. Rockefeller brainwash your medical system. You will inject this and do as you're told or we'll have you out. We'll have your livelihood, your registration, your mortgage, and then we'll put you all over the newspapers and discredit you. Well, lucky for me, I don't read your rubbish and I don't watch your telly. But, um, but that you've got them spouting it. So what you've got is the idiots have taken over the asylum. Yeah, oh, the, nuts, so the, nuts are, the nuts are in charge of the nut house. Mark, uh, you've been sitting there smiling at what she's doing because she's getting on a roll here. And uh, do you want to, do you want to, you guys want to hang on for a little bit? Because uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple other things we want to do, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, and people want to join us on the other side. But Mark, you want to close out sort of the, the radio portion of the show here, you got about a minute. Uh, what what are you smiling about? Because she was, uh, Kate was really giving it there at the end, and uh, she gets very impassioned about it. And I'm sure you've seen some of that within these hearings. Uh, well, certainly. But you know, when you're on a roll, when you know you've got the truth behind you and the winds in your sails, then you're not going to let anybody try and put you down. Amen. You know, Amen. This thing was so corrupt. This, the, the, you know, this this hearing was so corrupted. Uh, you could see, you could smell it, and you could see it, and you could see their faces in the first chair, and they just didn't like it. And obviously, that's why they've come back and tried to even make it more of a kangaroo setup. So not only trying to doctor the people on the on the panel, they're now trying to change the judge over the case. I mean, it's inexplicable, but it's it is what it is, and it is because what they don't want, they don't want Kate speaking because she's over the target. When any uh, all weapon systems experts will tell you, when you're over the target, you get a lot of flak. It's how they actually found some of the yep. uh, large areas in Germany to bomb during the war because they used to light the planes up, and you knew you knew where the flak was coming from. You knew that's where your target was. I mean, they did actually work that one out. Okay, Mark. Mark, hang on. We got to go. We got to close out the show here, guys. Thank you for joining us. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern time right here. Same place, same bat channel, all that kind of stuff. And uh, those of you listening by radio, join us on YouTube at Setting Rush Fires or our Facebook page. And we'll see you on the other side. Hang on. Okay. All right. We're back on the other side. Mark, I didn't mean to uh, to break in on you. I was just closing out the show there for the radio. You want to continue your thought that you were giving there? Well, it's, you know, obviously kids speaking the truth and they don't like the truth. It's the reason why there should be YouTube, Facebook. My Facebook page has gone. Twitter's gone. Everything's gone. Uh, and I've had to go over to Parler, uh, Gab, Mind, and Telegram, basically just to keep the whole thing uh, bubbling over. But what we need to do, people must migrate. You don't have to get rid of your Facebook account. What you can do is pick up the narrative and the same information, post it back up on Facebook and see how long you last. So, you know, people have to people have to do this. This is such an existential threat. And it's all about information. It's about lack of knowledge. 
People with lack of knowledge are going to die. The people who wear the mask are going to get sick. They're going to get the pneumonia-type symptoms. The people who put themselves in environments where there's lots of microwave radiation that cause pneumonia-type symptoms, the ones that get the vaccines, they're going to die. These are the ones that are going to die first. So, unfortunately, if you don't get the knowledge, unfortunately, nobody's come to protect you because the creator who created all of this, he's only going to protect the people that's got the knowledge. It's all in the prophecy. So prophecy states quite clearly, you don't get the knowledge. Well, it's not very good for you. And we can only tell people so many times. You know, how many times do these politicians have to lie to people? How many times do BBC media and the media groups have to lie to people for people to realise that you've been lied to? You are now being lied to. But this time, it's not about losing your job. It's not about some politician. It's not about some covering up some sex fiends. This is about you losing your life, your children losing their lives, this genocidal agenda is here to murder billions and billions. It's the greatest crime ever to be perpetrated on mankind. I'll say it again, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. Wake up. Wake up before you die. Yeah, the, the thing is, is that most people think, uh, you know, Nazis. I, I've even talked to people in the U.K., who have told me, oh, well, that can never happen again. We've dealt with that. And I'm just going like, really? I mean, are you that naive? And this was years ago. And now we see, boy, with you guys over there in the UK, I mean, it's happening. It's happening at warp speed, whether we're, we're over here in the, in the United States. It's kind of in a couple of the metropolis areas, a couple of these states that, you know, really have, they've pretty much gone almost full communist. They're, they're very close to that. And, um, and it's a real problem. Um, Kate, what are some of the other things? Do you have any other things that are going on? And can you tell us what's ahead for you? You've had these two hearings now. Uh, you put the people on their heels, on their backsides in some cases, uh, to where they have even had to change people out. What's ahead uh, that, or, or something that you haven't mentioned so far? And what's ahead for you uh, as, a, as a result of this, this last one? Well, there's another hearing now, and they've set out two days. But the, the point is, they don't even give me much notice. So they've already... I actually put them on notice a couple of days ago and said that as they'd wasted a full 16 hours of my time, I would be going through the small claims court for claim loss of earnings from them, uh, basically. Um, so I've got to go to another hearing, but um, they haven't. I'm going to respond to a lot of paperwork on Monday and I want their um, response back from that. So I, we, it's not enough time to go ahead with another two days next week. So I have to go through this next process and they make a decision um, you know, as to what, what they're going to do. The chair actually did say in the very first meeting, she was talking to the barrister and she said, so, so technically Mrs. Shemarani could work, um, but possibly, I think she implied, but I wouldn't be able to do any social media. Well, who are they to tell me that I can't play my part as a citizen and, and be as a citizen against genocide? Who are they to tell me that? And also to protect actually every elderly person in the UK Many of them have starved because they couldn't get their food or shopping. They've died. Actually, remember, our elderly deaths have been higher than any other time during this unlawful lockdown. And it wasn't from that pesky coronavirus that can live everywhere. Um, so, so I've got to just go through the process. But I, I'll tell you right now, I won't be going through there like, you know, like that. I can absolutely assure you, probably more like <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, 
And then, you know, Mark, I'm just really grateful that I've got Mark because what I don't see, he sees. And we've also, I've also got, and Mark's brother, I've also got now someone else that's gone through the entire site with a fine tooth comb and is pulling out all bits. So it's not just a case of you say, what's for me? What's for me as in what, my registration to be on that? What they should be doing really, in my mind, is they should be going, thank you for that. Thank you for highlighting it. Would you like to possibly join in and maybe bring the the uh, profession up? That's really what I, but um, it doesn't end there because if they turn around and say that I can't talk about it or I'm wrong, that absolutely means as they've been served, they're complicit in a crime. And I'm not going to stop. And I'll keep on and on and on and on at it constantly. I won't stop because I, um, I'm actually sick of what I'm seeing. I'm, I, I used to be quite proud I was a nurse, and I, I am proud I'm a nurse, but not, I'm not proud of being part of what I'm seeing. And I'm not saying that's all nurses, because there's nurses coming to me, giving me information. And the same as I'm doing some really good interviews. I'm interviewing the guy, actually, who snuck into a hospital and did some covert filming to show that that hospital was empty, even though we were all being told they were bursting at the seams. And he then posted it on Facebook. And then he was arrested and served 12 weeks in prison for that. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. Some of the part of this pantomime. Yeah. And it actually states on their website, the nursing and midwifery council's website. I mean, who would be foolish enough to write this? We need to keep this show on the road. Really? You need to keep a show on the road. And then they said they need to continue to play their parts and also their new thing is about protecting the reputation of the nurse under this COVID thing. Well, why would they need to protect the reputation of the nurse? Are they saying, therefore, that the public's uh, confidence in the nurses at the moment has gone down? Because I'll bet you it has. Because when we see people dancing in PPE gear, priority shopping, free coffees, free parking and free everything else, and they're on full pay. That's going to really stick like a furball at the back of some people's throats. Well, and, uh, and not, then, not, only, not, and only, then, not only that, but you brought up that uh, one, of, one of the nurses was actually basically attacking uh, a UK citizen saying, aren't I paying, uh, am I not paying your uh, unemployment uh, as though she's above any, you know, reproach, any opportunity to criticize what she does or what's going on in the system and I, I just find the arrogance I, there incredible. Another nurse, sorry, another nurse. She actually said, thank you for the love for the NHS. This was publicly. Thousands saw it. Thousands, over 400,000 have seen it because someone photographed it and put it on my. She said, um, if you want to protect the NHS, stay the F at home. Well, that's what's that threatening people not to come to the hospital when they need to. And then she said, I'm off to do a TikTok dance video. Um, she talked about how the NHS tells the, the nurses and doctors, you know, what they what they can treat and what they can't. So they're not always treating the patient the way they want to. So so she's actually stating publicly that patients don't get what they need. Now, these are nurses that have complained about me. Shame on them. Shame on them. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. But to say to, to people who aren't working because they've been lost their jobs. Remember, the Royal, uh, Royal Mail that delivers all our mail in the UK, they've just announced 2,000 job losses. 
Qantas have just announced 6,000 job losses and another 15,000 stood down. That has a knock-on effect in every country of where those flights go to. And you've got a nurse going, oh, you're on here a lot. Am I paying your unemployment benefit? How dare they? And I'll tell you how dare they. Because they feel so empowered, so utterly vulgar and arrogant, because they're getting clapped by the idiots on a Thursday night, seal clap. And now we're being told as UK citizens that once a year, on one set night of the year, we've all got to head out of our houses and do another seal clap for the NHS. I don't think so. The NHS that's saying anyone who's number five on the critical frailty score and up is not for resuscitation. They've got the right to decide that. I ain't clapping because that's not what I signed up for. And I certainly didn't sign up to put a towel over someone's mouth and nose, their air holes, while I do CPR. I mean, this is the madness. And when I've turned around, it's a kill system. So I won't be clapping. But they're empowered. They're told they're heroes. No, you're not. You're doing your job. You're paid to do your job. You're signed up for it because it's supposed to be a vocation. So if you think you're allowed to get anything else, I suggest you go do another job. Rant over. <laughs> well, I was just going to kick in. And uh, for people who think, well, why is this such a big deal? Well, I don't know. Um, you know, what, bill- billions of <laughs> bill- Well, no, billions of lives are at stake. That's one thing. Um, and the fact is, is, you know, for the Sons of Liberty, we come at things from a biblical and constitutional position. And the Bible tells us this. This is from Ephesians chapter 5. It says, But among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Now, we've been talking about people who have their fingers in all these pies, if you will. They're, 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 they have investments. They have people who are paying them money uh, to basically come after you because of what they're doing. Uh, he says, this is improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, uh, foolish talk, or coarse jesting, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So the guy Ziegler we heard before, when he's talking about those guys, there's a hell waiting for you, that's exactly what the scriptures are talking about. And then he goes on, Paul goes on in verse 6 to say, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them, and this is the key here. For you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light I mean, and he goes on and he says, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. You wonder why we use that term? That wasn't somebody, something came up in the, you know, in this time. He says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So, Kate, one of the things that's very interesting to me, uh, even from the first time I interviewed you, was you are basically what people would call a new Christian. I mean, just a little over a year that you've been a Christian. And yet, look at look at how God is using you to expose this stuff. Folks, this is what repentance looks like. It's going from doing the things you did before, and now it's exposing the darkness. It's bringing the light into that. 
Uh, Mark, I want to give you the last word if I can, because you've been hanging on there. Um, you got something in closing that you want to you want to chip in on this? Well, I'd just like to say I totally agree with you. There's a lot of people waking up, and the creator did say, you know, wake up. We've always said to people, uh, you know, through lack of knowledge, it's through lack of knowledge that the creator, unfortunately, will turn his back on people who just are willfully ignorant. You know, a lot of people are ignorant to what's actually going on, but the willful ignorance is where people just try and reject the science and the technicalities of what's going on. It is absolutely obvious this virus is a cover for the genocide. The pulmonary uh, issues all caused by radiation, the coagulation of the blood, radiation, the contaminated vaccinations increased the toxicity of the radiation. It was tested in Wuhan province, killed an awful lot of people. Same in all the areas where they've had the 5G installation. Iran had 5G. The, the world's media stated there was massive amounts of people died in Iran, but they didn't have it. Yes, they did. Uh, Iran was actually fitted with 5G in 2019. So it was all there. All the evidence ensures the deception and the great deceiver, Satan, and these Satanists who carry on with this false, fake narrative. And they will burn. They do not turn. They do not turn and ask for the forgiveness for their sins. They will die, but this time they die forever. There's no coming back. This is the end of time's prophecy. And the only people that will go through are those that have the knowledge and those that save others. It's absolutely crucial. Save others. Spread the word. Yeah, I, I appreciate the, the words there. One of the things that I'll close the show out with is this. Uh, what Mark is talking about, about the lack of knowledge, you know, in that context, uh, Hosea is speaking about the lack of the knowledge of the law of God. And one of the things is, is he says, if you forget me, I'll forget your children. And, you know, I even in my failures as a father and a husband, I'm always going, God, don't forget me. Don't forget my children. Help me to remember you. Because I'm just as prone as everybody else. There's a there's an old hymn that says, you know, prone to, to leave the God I love, uh, to, to wander. Lord, I feel it. That, that was the old hymn that, that was sung. And I know all of us know what that's like. And the issue is only God can keep us close to him. That's, that's the real key. Only he can do that. Je, uh, Jeremiah said in the book of Lamentations, turn us and we'll be turned. We're hoping that some people will turn, that we will be used of God to save some. And I think that God is doing that. In fact, I think there's, among some people, there's tremendous eye-opening. And among others, there's continual hardening. And that's what the gospel does. That's what the truth does. It either hardens you to it or it softens you to it. And there's grace that's given in those. Mark and Kate, I really appreciate your time today. I know we went over a little bit long. I appreciate the passion. I want to have you guys back when they take you for round three and we'll kind of come up with that, uh, Mark, um, whatever that secret stash is that you're keeping, <laughs> we want to get that out as soon as things are in the clear uh, to expose what these people are doing. Call them out by name, and uh, that way we put everybody on, the, on alert as to what they're doing, uh, how utterly foolish and stupid they are, and what they're doing against Kate. Kate's just on the front line, as I said before. She's sort of the target that's there, and it's the people of the U.K., uh, that she's really standing up to defend in that in that way. But also she has the platform to the world. So basically she's helping to defend some of the others. So is uh, Dr. Kaufman uh, and some other great people 
who Aaron, who have really taken it upon themselves. I mean, Aaron is facing, you know, some charges, uh, some criminal charges. And so these people are coming out. Folks, they need your support. If you're still on social media, many of you are, you're still watching and everything. You need to take whenever you get these people's information, check it, make sure they're saying what the truth and then share it, support them. Uh, if you can support them financially, I know Kate has some stuff. We usually put it up with the video when we archive the show. If you need health products, buy them from her. Um, you know, support the people who are on the front lines. They're doing it not just for themselves. They're doing it for you, and they're doing it for their children, and they're doing it for your children. And it, the only way they stand is if we stand with them. So uh, do that. We thank you both, guys. And, uh, guys, we'll catch you on Monday. Have a great Lord's Day. See ya. Bless you.